0: Hey, everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right. Thank you all for sticking with us through our technical difficulties. (laughs) And welcome to another episode, podcast episode of Doug
1: and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Married Life. They are clueless Ooh. about the technical difficulties that you just had, dear.
0: Oh, well, well, yeah! I just don't know. Somebody was praying for me. <laughs> Somebody was praying for me. I had to try to figure stuff out. I don't know. Just technology. Sometimes things just don't work as you thought it was going to work. So that's just part of technology. It is what I it
1: is. Say that's part of life.
0: Yeah. Sometimes
1: yeah. things in life don't work out the way you plan for it to. So you got to be ready to. Uh, be flexible. What's your favorite line from the movie?
0: Improvise, adapt, and overcome.
1: Yes. Don't let him die, Gunny. Okay, it's I not up
0: to me to let I him didn't,
1: die. I didn't mean to take him okay, there. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Heartbreak Ridge is okay. one of my favorite movies.
1: Now y'all know. Yeah. Okay, so this week we are starting a new topic. Yes, Woo. a new
0: topic. A new topic. Yes, but we
1: are going to continue to pray.
0: We are starting a always. new topic. We are starting a new topic. This is live TV, y'all. Yes. We're starting a new topic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was waiting for y'all to applaud. <laughs> yes, okay. but we are going to continue uh, throughout and pray um, as we have recently. Uh-huh. So anyway, dear, you yep. want to tell them what we're gonna talk about?
0: That we're gonna talk about the power of words. Ooh, we're going to talk about the power
1: of words. The power of words. I think Words Donald Marsh have had a power. That. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Words have power. Yes. Um, words have the power to destroy. Words have the power to de- to create. We know we see that from the beginning because God spoke
0: everything into existence. I like how you use destroy first,
1: yes, because well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think a lot of times we don't realize that we tear things down with our mouth with yeah. what we say, yeah, and I think unfortunately, I am inclined to think. In marriages, a lot of times we don't create harmony; we're quicker to destroy
0: mm-hmm. with our words. Yeah, it's just it's just easy. I mean, just naturally speaking, you don't have to teach a little kid how to lie. You don't have to teach him how to lie. They just that's just natural. They hey, just, did you eat the cookie? No, they got crumbs on their mouth. <laughs> no, I didn't eat the. Cookie. It wasn't me. Yeah, uh-uh. it was me. <laughs> only two people in the house, and somebody ate the cookie. You know, you know, it mm-hmm. wasn't you. But uh, I like I like how you did that. They can destroy it and create. That's, that yes. was interesting. Yes. And I think
1: we, we have the choice. We get to choose how we want to use this power. We could use it constructively with encouragement or we could use it destructively. Um, words have power. And we're going to go in deeper in this podcast uh, today and maybe possibly next week mm-hmm. talking about how words have power. Um, words have energy and power with the ability to help somebody. You can help somebody with an encouraging word. You can heal somebody with an encouraging word, but also you can hinder someone with your words. You can also hurt, you can harm or humiliate someone. And so we have to be very careful in our relationship with the person that's closest to us, our
0: spouse. Oh, I see what you did. Help, heal, hinder. Hurt, harm, humiliate. Oh, okay. Yes, you know. Okay, I see you with the H's. Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. Carry on. Um, I'm harmonizing here, <laughs> make it homiletically sound. Okay. Carry on. And so we just have to be careful with the person that we are with not to cause them hurt with our words, not to cause them harm with our words. Doug and I say this all the time. We are on the same team. Yes. We are, we are. not uh, opponents we are not each other's enemy. So we need to be careful what we say to our teammate, to our spouse, to our helpmate, to our soulmate, Mm -hmm. to our husband, to our wife, to what we say is our, you know, this person is our friend, our closest friend. And yet and still we say things that are harmful, that can hinder them, that can possibly humiliate them when we should be Trying to help them and heal
0: them yes. with our words. And for those of you who are not married at this particular point in time, I know you are. You know, going through the. Uh, uh, I was going to say wedded bliss, but you're not married, <laughs> so <laughs> you're going through the stage of I can't believe that would ever happen to me and my my boo, or me and my you know significant other. I'm just saying. IJS the, I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying That two becoming one That process When you hit a rough patch When you hit a rough patch In your marriage It is so easy to speak words That can destroy your marriage It is easier um, Just to let it fly Because your flesh wants What your flesh wants And you want to get things off your chest And I hope I'm not getting too far ahead of us um, where we should be but uh, I just thought it was um, apropos just to bring in our single folks just yes. to let them know you know you and your you and your spouse at some point in time or a prospective spouse at some point in time you're gonna hit a rough patch and so just remember your words have power yes sorry dear
1: yes oh no you're good and so um speaking about Word speaking life over your marriage takes intentionality. Um, You have to be intentional. And sometimes it doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come, you know, you don't normally speak that way. And you should. We should practice it. And you have to be intentional about saying things that are going to build up your marriage and not tear down your marriage. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful in what you say. You have to be careful how you say what you say and who you say it to. Um, And we're speaking about husbands and wives right now and those who desire to be married. But when in your singleness, if you're practicing speaking life now, then it is effortless when you get married to do it because you're practicing it now. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are already married, I challenge you to be more conscious, more aware, more mindful of the word choices when you're speaking to your spouse and practice saying positive things. It may not even feel right at first, but the more you do it, the more it becomes a part of you.
0: And I I keep coming back to couples who hit that rough patch, um, Not to say we haven't hit our share of rough patches and, you know, even recently, but it is so easy. It is so easy because the devil will tempt you. The enemy will tempt you to say things um, you sure, you sure, surely should not say. And, you know, you should not say and come back. and I want to come back to, you know, your words have power to hurt. Harm and humiliate We We got We have to be careful um, And I I don't want to get too Too far ahead Because I I know where you're going With this But We just have to be careful In what we say your, My mother used to say If you don't have anything Nice to say
1: Don't say anything don't at say all Don't say anything at all I think A lot of people Can pro- Have probably don't heard say
0: anything Their mom Dad Parent Keep your mouth shut Teacher say that Or is, Doug used to say way back in the day, shut up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I want to read a scripture about speaking life. This found in Proverbs 16 and 24. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. You and your husband and you and your wife, y'all are the body of Christ. So you should be speaking sweet words that's good for the soul and healthy to the body of your home, the body of Christ. And sometimes you have to take a step back and assess if you are doing that or not. And sadly enough, your spouse is usually the one to point it Mm -hmm. out to you to say, "Um, I don't like the way you said that. I don't like when you said X, Y, Z to me. And so... Don't take offense to it. Learn and grow from it. Because again, you all are not each other's enemy. You're my, on the same team. My mother-in-law always said said something to me that always resonated with me and I haven't forgotten it. She said, "If I stepped on your toe, who am I to tell you if it hurt and how long it hurt?" So if your spouse tells you you said something that hurt them, or harm them. Or humiliated them. Who are you to say that it didn't?
0: Selah. Think I, about it. Yeah I've heard that quite a few times in my marriage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have. You know you stepped on my toe figuratively. Yeah. Because some of us. Our personalities. Are. Um, just. We want to say. And, and hopefully you didn't say this. Just get over it. You know, it's over with, but you don't you don't get to choose when it's over, unfortunately. And, you know, if you apologize and the two of you come to an agreement, then you just have to you know that it's over. Then I would say, you know, give it time. And because you addressed it in a spiritual, loving way and hopefully you are making changes and what you're doing or what you said, since we're talking about the power of words. And I know recently, again, I'm not perfect. I'm nowhere near perfect. And I've had to come to Renee recently um, because of my tone and how I say things and said things. And again, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I know I'm not the only person out there who's who has said things, um, whether you meant it or didn't mean it, the fact of the matter was, it came out of your mouth, so you have to own it. And you can't just say, oh, I didn't mean it. You know, you, you got to own it. Mm-hmm. And and when, one of my favorite sayings from my associate pastor is, don't put a comma where there should be a period. Meaning, I'm sorry. When you say, I'm sorry, don't say, I'm sorry, but I'm I wouldn't have said X, Y, Z if you didn't do this. No, just say, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You have to own it. Put a period there. Mm-hmm. Don't put a period where... <laughs> don't put a comma where there should be a period. Selah. Yes. Okay, sorry. So, going sorry. back to words okay. are
1: powerful. Did I get you off topic? No. Oh, okay. Going back to uh, words are powerful. Mm-hmm.
0: How? Ask, how a,
1: ask me how,
0: I know. I'm going to ask you, how are words
1: powerful? Because... In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Oh, he had to say that with John, a deep voice. John, yes, 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 I had to say it.
0: Yes, yes. James Earl Jones, or Bishop <laughs> Jakes. You come. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: John 1 and 1 in the King James Version. Mm-hmm. And God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. So if in the beginning was the Word and God is omnipotent, then the word is powerful. Mm-hmm. Words are, bring life. God spoke everything with a word into creation. Yeah. Let, there mm-hmm. Let there be.
0: Let there be. Let there be. Let there be. Let there be.
1: God is a speaking
0: God. He and, spoke everything yeah.
1: into existence.
0: And we have to, again, when it comes to marriage... We've said this since we started the podcast. There is a new husband in your current husband. There's a new wife in your current wife. And you can speak it into existence. Yes. I'm telling you what I know for a fact. It can be done. But you just have to put the work in.
1: Yes. And I want to add, they need to be careful. Careful? When they speak, to speak to the right person when they speak it into existence. What
0: do you mean speak to the right person?
1: I can't come to you and say, "Doug, you need to be a new Doug, oh, okay, and I want okay. you to do okay. XYZ, <laughs> and that's how you're going to be new." And I'm speaking to you and I'm speaking it into existence. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Uh eh, okay. pump the brakes. All right, I got you.
1: Words are powerful. Speak to the one who has the power to make that thing manifest. Yeah. Okay. Speak to God speak to God about his word. Mm-hmm. And so we got to be careful again, going back to the beginning. Who are you speaking to? Because everything that you say does not to be, need to be said to your spouse. Uh-oh. I have a saying. oh And I believe the Lord gave this to me some time ago to help me to bridle my tongue. Everything that pops in your head does not need to be said. Fred. (laughs) Hey! No, he didn't say Fred. Everything (laughs) that pops in your head does not need to be said. Hallelujah. So think about that. Every time a thought comes to you or something you want to say, you need to analyze and determine, okay, do I need to say this? Do I need to say this now? Mm -hmm. Do I need to say this to my spouse Mm -hmm. Because words have power. And the sad thing is, well, I shouldn't say sad, but the reality is, when you, once you put a word out in the atmosphere, you can't grab it back. It's out. It's gone in that person's ear gates and possibly in their heart. <laughs> and words are something you can't forget.
0: Even, um, even, if the person, you even if the person doesn't hear what you're saying. You're still speaking it into existence, oh, yeah, you put it out there, yeah, so you could be talking about your spouse, and they may not hear it, but you're speaking negatively, you're speaking um uh what, what was the h's you you said hurt harm and humiliate 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 um you're speaking that into the atmosphere now they may not even hear it, but you you know you're talking about your wife or your your husband and I don't see why you would do that because this is the same person you said the Lord brought into your life. They were a blessing. Mm -hmm. And I prayed about this person and they showed up. And now here we are. Yes. And you just,
1: don't do it. And there are so many scriptures in the Bible about words and our tongue and talking and speaking. And what's the one that, is probably the one
0: everyone has heard of. Which one? Death and life? Uh-huh. Oh, death and life and the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Whosoever findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtain favor of the Lord. I'm sorry. And so, that's Proverbs 18, 21, and 22 out of the King, King James, James version. version.
1: So 21, stopping at 21... You hear people say this all the time life and death is Mm -hmm. in the power of the tongue. I think that the Bible is written in the order that it's written in for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I'm careful to say death and life is in the power of the tongue. People like to say life and death. Okay. They might say, you know, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. You know, it doesn't matter. It does matter. I believe it matters. I believe that too. Because I think that. We have the inclination um, to speak deaf first before we speak life. And we need to be careful and mindful that we try and switch it around to yeah. speak more life uh, because that power is in our tongue. We can speak deaf over a situation with our words. We can kill a marriage with what we say. So a lot of times, it's not even what we do. It's what we said first. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is what we do, uh, ultimately. Yeah. But I think that thing probably started with something we spoke before we even did it. It started with a thought. Yep, I was going to say that. And then it it came out our mouth, and then we started acting on that thing. Because Isaiah
0: bundled of the heart. The the mouth mouth speaketh. speaketh. We'll find that scripture for you. It's in the Bible. Trust me. Yes.
1: But you wanted to throw in the second verse oh,
0: as well. Because Proverbs 22 Whosoever findeth the wife findeth the good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. So I think it's interesting that 22 follows 21. That scripture follows 21 mm-hmm. when it talks about death and life and the power of the tongue. Then it talks about finding a wife and you find a good thing. And on your wedding day, and this is. To, to the husbands. On the wedding day, when your wife came down the aisle or if you was like Renee and I, there was no aisle. We just. It was a court. It was a court. And a judge and a witness. <laughs> we don't even know who the witness was. But um, you looked at your wife and, you know, you was like, wow, I can't believe. Go back to that moment. Go, I, don't, I don't think it's an accident that whosoever findeth the wife find a good thing immediately comes after death and life in the power in your tongue. So your wife, your wife has been uh, there for you and she's on the same team as you. And like Renee was saying, it's, it's easier to speak death because it's just, it's just our natural inclination from nature, you know, our, our natural man. So you have to be intentional in your marriage, godly, whatever, if you've ever seen a, a marriage and you said, Man, I wish our marriage was like that, those couples are intentional. And God is not a respective person. You just have to put the work in. There is no easy pill to take to get a great, godly marriage. It does not happen that way. We all have to do the same thing, we all have the same Bible. With the same 66 books and God is no respect to a person. So if I have to do it, then the next person has to do it, next person has to do it. It's yes. just it's just it is what it is. So I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> you have to um you don't I don't know why you keep apologizing tonight. You don't have to apologize.
0: Um I feel like I do.
1: Okay. Well you don't. Words have power. Okay. Mm. Very well. Um <laughs> The Passion Translation says it like this. Your words are so powerful that they kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. Uh I mean, wow. The talkative person. The talkative person. (laughs) So not only do your words have power, but if you work, if you're talking in excess... (laughs) You're saying more words than you need to say. You're going to reap some consequences. Mm-hmm. And the Bible is true. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. We always think about that as seed time and harvest with, with money or actions, but we never equated that to words. Mm-hmm. There are, as you always told our children, ramifications and repercussions. Yep. To their actions, now there's ramifications and repercussions to your words. So you got to be very careful, and that's why we're like, choose your words wisely. There's this old saying that many of you may or may not have heard. Um, If you, uh, as old as I am, um, you may have heard it. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. That is a lie. Yeah. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words can kill a spirit. Mm-hmm. Words can kill a relationship. Mm-hmm. Words are damaging. Um, think about all of the cyberbullying going on. You know, you would think people like, oh, somebody's saying something bad about somebody online, and it doesn't bother them. No, that thing causes long-term effects. I remember things that my grandfather said to me that that affected me as an adult. Mm-hmm and i am very careful about how i speak to yeah. especially young impressionable people mm-hmm. because those words can mold and shape their personality their character how they feel about themselves their self-esteem and the same holds true for your spouse and your and your children yeah you got to be careful what you are saying to them because those words are damaging. Again, they can hurt, they can harm, they can
0: humiliate. And continuing with the Passion Translation, it talks about in verse 22, When a man finds a wife, he has found a treasure, for she is the gift of God to bring him joy and pleasure. But the one who divorces a good woman loses what is good from his house. Mm. To choose an adulteress is both is both stupid, and ungodly. So God clearly says, if you divorce a good woman, not a perfect woman, she's not perfect, and neither are you, uh, but she is a good woman. She takes care of the house, she takes care of the kids, she takes care of you to the best of her ability. And you may be thinking, well, I eighty twenty rule. You know, mm-hmm. you looking at twenty the 20% she's not doing, but instead of appreciating the 80% that she is doing and doing everything for the house and making sure everything is taken care of. And you're not perfect, sir. Uh, I hate to tell you this, but I, I i don't mind. You're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And so you have two imperfect people living out the perfect will of God when it comes to marriage and and if you have a good woman, and why would you even look to what the Bible calls to choose an adulteress? is both stupid and ungodly. So you're, you're being stupid. That's what the Bible says. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just reading the Bible. And
1: ungodly. And ungodly. <laughs> <laughs> and women, this doesn't let you off the hook. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. And we should not expect our palsy our spouses, our mm-hmm. husbands to be perfect. We are two imperfect people coming together. And when you was talking about that, I was just thinking about how the enemy, that 80-20 rule, the enemy is going to make that 20% look like so much more than it actually mm-hmm. is. And the enemy is listening to us when we talk. Yeah. And so when we say stuff like, oh, she makes me so mad when she doesn't do X, Y, Z. He's like, mm, yep, that, yep. He, he doesn't like that. That bothers him. I'm going to make it even look grander than mm-hmm. the 20%. Oh, she doesn't like when he does X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that he does that and it's going to aggravate her. Yep. And so you got to be careful what you say because, again, like Doug said earlier, it's not just what you say to your spouse, but it's what you say out your mouth. The Bible doesn't say um, death and life is in the power of the tongue to those who hear what you said.
0: (laughs) That's a good point.
1: (laughs) So, again, it kind of goes to the point people say, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, did it make a sound? I'm sure it did make a sound. I'm pretty sure the squirrels and the birds and everybody else who was in the forest heard it. Um, So, whether someone hears what you said or not, you said it out your mouth. And it also, the things that you say out your mouth, you hear it. Mm -hmm. It goes back into your ear gate, into your heart gate. And so, you just have to be very careful of what you say, how you say it, when you say it, who you say it to, and according to the translation Bible, how much you say. Yes.
0: So... Again, I come back to what we talked about, I think it was last week or the week before that. Maybe you just need to go on a fast cuz your flesh is getting out of control. You're saying things you probably should not say and you probably wouldn't say under normal circumstances. And I understand the pressure, the stress, you know, we're still in a pandemic or coming out of it depending on where you are. But that don't allow your flesh to rule you And take control of you That was never God's intent um, Our spirit should control our flesh I have uh, dominion over our flesh And so again Go Call a fast Tell your body Hey We are going on a biblical fast And we, we're not going to eat For whatever amount of time mm-hmm. Because you're You're saying things You're killing your own marriage You are With your words And what Like We've been talking about whether your spouse hears it or not. You're talking to the to the fellas, you're talking to your girlfriends about oh, what your husband's not doing, what your wife isn't doing. You are literally killing your marriage with your mouth. And so we just want to uh encourage you to be intentional in your marriage. And I think we're are we done for the dis- uh, I think we'll we resume next week. Okay, we can keep going. We'll... I got a story I want to tell, I heard next week. That's what they call the tease in the yes. industry.
1: Yes, but we're going to resume. But we want to challenge you this week not to wait till next week to start speaking life into your marriage. Mm-hmm. You want to help and not harm in Jesus' name. God bless.